0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Key Ingredient Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Joe Pavich, Jr. Joe is a local real estate expert, having sold over $1.4 billion in real estate transactions throughout his career. Joe, thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks, Stefan. Glad to be here. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, likewise. So I've known you for a long time, Joe, probably well over a decade. Uh, I know your dad- I know your mom i know your brother jason i know the whole family and uh so this has been a long time coming so i'm glad we get to tell and share your story today if you don't mind joe um like we usually do at the beginning of the podcast tell our listeners and viewers just a little bit about yourself please
1: thanks stefan so um i i grew up in calumet city in chicago illinois and uh you know grew up there went to a uh little catholic school and uh basically was trying to figure out what we're going to do for high school. And every year we would come down for typically a month to two months in the whole summer. And and our family lived here, my uncle and my grandparents. And, uh, my parents always said, one day we're going to come to Florida. And, you know, we lived in a small town. It was great. Kids would, we'd ride our bikes every day. There was a baseball field close by. I loved where I lived, and I didn't really want to make the move. And as we got closer to eighth grade, my mom and dad said, Joe, um, maybe eighth grade summer. Mm. And at that age, I started getting more excited because we started coming down to Florida more often. And I started developing some friends down here and uh, eighth grade summer comes along and, and my parents go, all right, we're getting out of here. So they chose a sterile Florida. At the time, the population was 800. There was hardly anything there. there. They wouldn't even deliver pizza to our house. We had to meet them in how, Fort Myers. How many
0: years ago was this roughly? That what, was what year 19. Would you say? Uh,
1: that was about 19. Um, Eighty nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it was very small. It was a small town. We loved it. And uh, then I went to Astero High School, and uh, we were one of the first graduating classes of Astero High School. Wow. Which was ninety three, and uh, it was just a small town. There wasn't a lot going on down here. So um, after high school, I got my first job. I went to um, I went and worked in the mall at uh, Birdine's. Remember Burdine's?
0: I do. I do.
1: It's now Macy's. Yeah, yeah. Worked there for a little bit. Then I went to uh, Walgreens, worked at Walgreens. I was just trying to find my way. And uh, I got an opportunity because my mom worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. And she says, Joe, you should come and talk to our, our boss. They all know us because my mom, you know, Italian, Croatian, <laughs> brags about her kids, thinks their kids uh, are the best, which, you know, we are. Sure.
0: Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs>
1: So I uh, got a job at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, and I started working my way up the corporate ladder. I started off as a management trainee and worked my way up. And how uh,
0: old were you this, at, at the, that the time? At
1: that time, I was, you know, twenty-one. Okay. And it was a great career. I loved it. I was probably actually about twenty. Loved it. Uh, worked there for about four years. Um, it was kind of cool because it gave me the first opportunity to start sort of uh, manage my clients. I just make decisions, which was kind of cool. Sure. Um, I have uh, one of my good stories was I had one of the car dealerships called us up and said, hey, we need a car from you. We're going to give you a chance. Here's your chance because they never used enterprise at the time. I picked up the phone and I was waiting for this call. I mean, this is from a big car dealer locally. And I looked at my car lot and there's not one car. And I said, I'll handle it. I'll pick up your client and I'll make sure I get them a car. And it was kind of cool because you start making these decisions by yourself without having a, you know, a boss telling you what to do. Absolutely. So so I remember, um, it was an important client to me. They had a town car, big car, and all I had was this damaged little civic. It was in, (laughs) it was in trouble. I, I wasn't even supposed to be driving it. So basically I, I went there, I picked up the client and I said, this is not your car. Don't worry. I said, where are you going? He says, I'm going to play golf. I said, I'm going to take you to the golf course. He I said, where are you playing at? And he told me, I think it was Pelican Bay. I dropped him off at the golf course. And I knew that I had four hours to find this guy a car. And, uh, mm-hmm. I did drove back, delivered a car, made the, the owner of the dealership happy. And, you know, you start developing these relationships and all of a sudden we became the only company that, 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 that one car dealer used. So wow. for me, I thought that's pretty cool. You know, to be able to make my own decisions in that. And, uh, and you know, at that point, I was you know probably two or three years into my career, and my dad at the time was in real estate, and uh, he always would say, "Joe, get your license." And at that time, I mean, stuff in real estate was unheard of. I mean, nobody sold real estate. Oh, well,
0: down here, like you said, a lot of people. I mean, it wasn't quite discovered down here like it is now, right? Yeah, is that fair to yeah, say? That's right. Okay.
1: I think there was about twenty realtors at the time. Okay. And I remember when I went to my boss and I said, "I, I would think I'm." Going to change careers. He says, Well, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to sell real estate. <laughs> I mean, they looked at me like I had three heads.
0: Sure, they did. Yeah. They
1: said, Real estate. What are you going to do? Sit open houses every day? I said, Well, maybe. Sounds kind of <laughs> in my head. I'm like, That does sound pretty yeah, boring. Yeah. <laughs> when you're in your you second 20s, guess that a little bit. Sure. Young 20s and open houses on the weekends. All my friends are doing their thing and yeah. going to the beaches, and I'm sitting in open houses. So, I said, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to make it work. So I would say for about the first six months to, to a year in real estate, my father, you know, my, you know, my dad, yeah, he's, sure. he's, everybody gives you the dad. shirt off his back for sure. <laughs> so great. He would send me, he would, he's given me numbers of people, call them, call them, call them, call them, you know, give me clients. And I hadn't really developed my own real business yet. And I wanted that so bad. And one of the first times I went into a listing appointment, I had all this paperwork listing agreement, <laughs> seller's disclosure, you know, ready packet. to go. And I went in and, and I said, yeah, I'm here to meet you. My dad told me to come over and we start talking about the house and the guy was very happy. And he says, all right, Joe, let's, uh, let's, let's go. So I pulled out my, you know, <laughs> my packet and he says, get that out of here. He says, I know your dad. I know you shook my hand and goes sell my house, Wow, which it, it's, it's changed over time. I it mean, has a little
0: bit. Sure.
1: You know, everything's obviously more contract based now, but at the time that was one of my first deals was on handshake. Wow. And I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. And I sort of incorporated that stuff into my business because I am a handshake kind of guy. I don't need, I mean, it, we have to have contracts, but when right. I give somebody my word, Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best for him. That's just how, how we do it.
0: Yeah. Well, like you said, your dad is known for that. I mean, your dad is not only extremely well-known, but, but people, people love your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me, let me stop you for a second, Joe, because I want to, I love when we tell the story to really kind of get into it. So let, let's just go back for a few moments. And so let's take you back to high school. Sure. What were you like in high school? I mean, did you play sports? Were you entrepreneur? Were there signs of entrepreneurship back then when you look back? Cause usually, I mean, I could say for myself, when you're in that moment, you don't necessarily see it, but when you look back, maybe you do see some glimpses sure. of what might've you know become from that. So,
1: well, when they ask you what you want to do in high school, yeah, you don't really, you, you, you kind of go a direction, but you don't really know if it's going to work. You sure. just, and at that time I really was a little bit lost to be honest with you. I wasn't yeah. sure what I wanted to do. I was a pretty good baseball player in high school, Stefan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a sterile high school was kind of in the middle of nowhere. So I was good at a sterile high school at the time. As a matter of fact, I led, um, I want to say maybe the state. I don't, don't quote me. On that.
0: <laughs> we won't do a fact check. Don't worry. But I did
1: have a, a pretty high batting average. I batted five Oh seven in high school. Okay. It started, you know, getting out there. It's really good. The local areas. And I just didn't know what I wanted to do, but, but I thought I had something because our, our area was so small. Sure. Right. So that was kind of my dream was to just play pro- professional baseball. Yeah. And I hadn't really selected a, a career that I wanted to do. I really didn't know mm-hmm. um, that like, career was sort of like secondary. I was so focused on <laughs> going to the show that, that a career wasn't really something I was thinking much of. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I remember when they were going around class asking some of the students what they wanted to do for a career. I didn't really know. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, car, sa- car sales. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> the yeah, first car thing sales. that came to mind. And they are like, oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. And you know, I just didn't know if that would work. Yeah. So. But then with baseball, um, I, you know, I played all through high school and I tried to play baseball in college. Uh, that didn't work too long. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Edison community college at the time. Were you here? Yeah, anyway. yeah,
0: I know. Edison, so I went sure. to
1: Edison and I, I, I was a walk-on meaning I didn't get a scholarship. And when I first day on the field, everybody's really good. Everybody's got a scholarship. Sure. I'm kind of a walk-on I'm a freshman and I'm trying to compete for positions of kids that are, you know, more talented in a lot of areas than I was. So, uh, I thought, wow, this is crazy. So, I'll never forget. About halfway through the season, my my college baseball coach sat me down, and he said, "Joe, you're not going to believe you know the conversation that we're going to have." But he goes, uh, "I think down the road it's going to help you." And at the time, I mean, I, you know, I get the chills sort <laughs> sure. of thinking about it. But he says, "I'm going to let you go," and I mean, like I said, chills going. Wow, on. sure. So I I couldn't not I could not believe it. I mean, I remember I just was like I said like why. Right. And I remember trying to even like ask him or talk to him. I, I felt like I was going to cry. And so <laughs> I I kind of asked a couple of questions and let him do the talking so I didn't and burst out in tears. And he says, "Joe, you have the best attitude on my whole team." He says, "Your attitude is the is the greatest. You're you don't get down on yourself. You're always positive. You motivate other players. But your skills, you know, you're you're a good player. You're just not a great player." Mm-hmm. And I think sure. There's just some things you got to sharpen up on, and and uh, listen, I'd love to have you back next year. You know, maybe come back and try out. And at that time, I was thinking, if once I get cut from this team, <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> That's in. it. It's I'm, over. I'm out Yeah. yeah. So um, then uh, I went to Santa Fe Community College for a year. Okay. And one of my closest friends, Hank Woodman, he was a really good pitcher in high school. He threw about 93 as a freshman. I mean, 92, 93, and he was striking out seniors. He was great, great ball player. So, Santa Fe Community College says, Hey, come up and and, and, uh, and come visit us. Yeah. So, I brought Hank with me. <laughs> just come with me. Uh oh. And then they grab him. Sure. They and are. I get the boo. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I just hey, you did I, a nice thing, though. Yeah. You had all the right intentions. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that was it. That was it for wow. me. Wow. So
0: when you got started in real estate, so let let's go back to that. So so it was your mom, I believe you said, who said you should get into real estate, right? Is that my dad? Oh, your dad, dad. I'm yeah. sorry. So your dad was already in real estate. So did you join his team right away? What what was that like?
1: Uh, pretty much. Uh, me, my my brother did actually before I did. So so okay. Jason, so Jason went did first. before. Okay. Yep. And then me and my mom and my cousin Mike, who doesn't sell real estate anymore, he lives in Chicago. We all took the test together, and I remember. Um, at the time, I don't know how real estate tests are now compared to before. You know, some people might say, "Oh, it's they make them much easier now." <laughs> I don't believe that that's the case. They should sure. make them pretty tough. But I remember we had a stack of postcards. You know, flip them over, write The you know question on the front, answer on the back, and, and we're just flipping these cards around. And uh, the three of us took the class together. Wow! And then me, and my me and my brother joined my mom. My me and my mom joined my brother and dad. Okay. And then we became uh, the Jay Pavich team.
0: So, right. Cause everybody's name begins with a J. Yeah. So what was it like? I, I guess, what was it like working with family? I mean, you, 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 I, I assume you were still living with them at the time. I don't know. So where you? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you'd come home from work, from showing homes and, you know, building the business. You come yeah. home. Did everyone just talk about real estate the rest of the night or did, did you turn it off? Which I would imagine is not easy to do.
1: I tried to shut it down. Okay. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Even today, sometimes we talk about real estate, and I just we talk about it all day. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, you know I don't know a trip or sure know, kids. Let's talk about the kids, right? Uh, but but it was fun, you know. And living at home, you know, was great at the time. All four of us were selling, and you know, we I'd get a chance to hear my dad on the phone a lot with people, and I never really heard him push people. Mm-hmm. He was always just he would always just talk to people, and that's I'm sure, Stefan, I've seen you as well. I know you know, you're, you advise people, you develop that relationship and you want them to really trust you. And it's kind of the same with us, Yeah. Uh, but we don't really talk a whole, you know, a lot of, at home. So we worked as a team, the four of us for about the first two or three, about the first three years of, of my career. Um, great team. We were all great. But for me, it's, it was hard because, um, you know, you have to get opinions of everybody to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't that the four of us couldn't make a decision, but for me, I like to just think of it and go.
0: (laughs) A lot of chefs in the kitchen, right? There's a lot of chefs in the kitchen.
1: So, um, you know, we just all had a conversation and just basically said, I'm going to sort of start branding myself because I'd say three or four years into it, I was able to probably barely afford a website. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think I might've had to put that on a layaway plan or something, (laughs) you know, give them chunks of X to, to get me a website. But then I got my own website and I started kind of developing my own name and, uh, And at that time, I I didn't have to get deals from my father or family. I just, they came in, they started calling me. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so cool. Sure it is. I'm like, wow, they're calling me. (laughs) And uh, they must think I'm great. And then all of a sudden, it became where my dad might answer the phone. They go, hey, is Joe there? Yeah, this is Joe. That that, that (laughs) must have been the best feeling in the world (laughs) for you, right? (laughs) Hey, dad, that's for me. Uh, Give give me the phone. (laughs) So uh, it took a while to get there. But obviously, I set my goals. I wanted to sell after a couple of years, my goal was to sell maybe three million at the time. Now, remember the property values were a lot less. Sure. Back then, they were, everything was priced at two hundred thousand. So if you sold three million, you know that you had to you had to move a lot of two hundred thousand dollar properties to get there. Absolutely. So um, I said I wanted to sell three. I wanted to sell five. I wanted to sell ten. If I sell ten million, that that's I mean I'm going to be the happiest guy in sure. the world. Sure. I sold ten, and then I thought I don't really feel different. Like I was expecting there to be a a celebration or something. (laughs) And then I just set my goals and I've, you know, I've, I've, I've beat them and I just achieve them and I, I I beat them. And if, uh, if it's too much pressure on, on all of us as a team, I I do have four full time assistants. If it's too much pressure for four of us, I'll get a fifth. Yeah. If it's too much pressure for five, I'll get six. It's a good problem to have, right? Sure. Just keep hiring good people. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: That that's amazing. You know, it's interesting you say that because a lot of entrepreneurs are are different when it comes to celebrating success. Sure. Some, like you said, you hit a number and you open up Champagne and you celebrate, yeah. and you go on vacation and you take three weeks off and uh, and then you come back to it. And then yeah. some don't. That's and right. I've always been like that where I don't necessarily, you try to get to a certain point and you get there and you feel good about yeah. it, but then there's the next step. And for me, and you tell me what you think, but I think a lot of that is keeping the momentum, it right? Is, because yeah. once you stop and you celebrate too long, momentum's gone. That's right. And momentum is a big thing.
1: Yeah. yeah. You, you're right. You're in the first place in the race. You kind of slow down. You look back and go, oh, my God, oh, I better speed up, man. These yeah. second and third place is passing me up. So that's just the way it goes. You, sure. know? you just want to just keep going. I, I've never wanted to really feel like I, I I achieved what I wanted to. I always wanted more. Sure. So it's kind of a cool thing. You just keep pushing.
0: Well, not to make this like a psychiatric, you know, evaluation or whatever, but but when you look back and I said, when we look at how we grew up, I mean, so you're an athlete, right? When you look at athletes and you look at entrepreneurs, there are a lot of similarities, yeah. right? There's discipline, right? There's, there's the work ethic. There's, they keep going, yeah. right? They don't celebrate. So when you look back, I mean, you could see some of those traits. For we sure. just don't know that they're there at the time. Yeah. So you're, you were pretty fortunate. You, so you had your family, you started with them in the business, what were some of the things you'd say you learned from your mom and your dad?
1: Um, hearing them on the phone all the time all the, <laughs> all, time, all the time, yeah. talking to people. I was able to kind of listen to, you know, the way my father or my mom would talk to people. And they they were they would just listen and they mm-hmm. would not be talking over people. My dad was always pretty calling and cool, I mean, sometimes, you know, hang up the phone. And, <laughs> ah. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. But, but, uh, but I just saw how cool sure. they were with people, especially as my dad started first. So he was sort of my, my mom and dad are obviously my mentors, but my dad was in it first. So mm-hmm. I heard him years before I heard yeah. you know, my mom. At the time when my mom was in it and my brother, you know, we were all in the business a little bit around the same time. My dad was already a legend, you know, so, <laughs> but he was just cool. And I remember, um, just never pushing, um, somebody to make a sale to buy something that day was always a big mm-hmm. thing, like advising them to buy the right properties. One thing my, you know, my, my mom and dad always say is that they don't really push or sell to sell, they advise. And, and that's really gone around, and I'm sure hopefully my, my kids will say that I'm the same way, and I, I know I am, is that I, if I don't like something, I tell them, You know, Stefan, I know you want to see this house. Let's go take a look at it and see. I'll give you my opinion. But I think I could do better for you than this house. I don't think it's going to, it's checked all the boxes. Sure. If you want it, that's a different story. But I'm just giving you my opinion on what i think it is yeah and that's cool when you can get to the point where you can do that where you're not really selling to just make a sale well the more
0: successful you become the more you could do that right i mean it yeah repeat business right sure that's a big thing yeah so let's talk real estate now i mean obviously this is one of the hottest areas i think in the country right when it comes to real estate is it fair to say that so we go back to like you said in the late 80s right 200,000 you probably would get for most people who live in other parts of the country a home of their dreams right um, what's it like now so what are you seeing let's first start what you were seeing before the pandemic mm-hmm. and then we'll kind of discuss where things are now but what was it like before the pandemic during the pandemic and then after so okay. before
1: so before the pandemic it was sort of a normal market you could get into the market for 350 300 350 you know and get something pretty decent um
0: decent meaning square, you know, footage, square footage wise yeah. you
1: know maybe 1653 square okay. foot maybe okay. no pool but maybe a nice view might need a little bit of work and obviously that the, the bottom has been pushed up mm-hmm. quite a bit it's hard to find 350 360 300, yeah whatever it is it's hard to find those they've been pushed up a lot that that bottom market has been pushed up to to five i mean it's hard to find even a home now under five hundred thousand. it doesn't need a lot of work sure so it's really kind of like nudge the market from the bottom and everything has obviously gone up from there. Uh, some, and it's, it's all so many different mini markets too. You know, they're all, you know, East of 75, West of 41, obviously, mm-hmm. but the, yeah. the bottom of the market was pushed up before. Now during the pandemic, I remember I'm watching the news <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're, you're seeing this happening. Right. And I remember like pacing around the house. Sure. Oh my God, this is like, this is so crazy. <laughs> And I remember a doctor, a friend of mine. I was sitting with him. We went to uh, grab lunch, and he and I was trying to sell his property during that time frame, and uh, it sold just before the pandemic. Obviously, before the you know the prices kind of went up. Of course. But uh, he says to me, he says, "You can't see COVID, but COVID can see you." Mm Hmm. And you know that was during the pandemic. Sure. And I heard him say that, and I thought that sounds pretty scary. So during during that time frame, you know, I've never been one to look at the negatives. Mm-hmm. That's why, I, you know, I, I connect with you. Yeah, because yeah. I know you're the same way. Um, I never looked at the negatives, even like during the crash, the the uh the great recession. I didn't oh, really yeah. look at the reasons why somebody shouldn't buy. I always try to focus on the best. So I did pretty well through the pandemic, you know. But I but a lot of realtors did good through that time too. So you know, people would ask me what I sold and oh, the real estate market's so hot, everybody's in real estate, you know, and everybody's getting into real estate sure. during that time frame. So I'd say during that time was a little weird because a lot of sellers didn't really they could stick a sign in the yard, you know, and they, sell. no problem. Sure. And they didn't, you know, a lot of them weren't using real estate agents and maybe they'd hire the neighbor who just <laughs> literally passed their their license to get passed their test to get their license. So it became a little easier during that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just like anything, I mean, now it's now it's back to work again. Sure it is. Now it's time to grind. Well, you
0: mentioned the Great Recession. So similarities right before the Great Recession. It was booming. Right. Great Recession happened here. It was pretty, pretty bad. I mean, you and I were both here for that, obviously. And that was that was that was pretty significant. So right. So COVID happened. So I'm assuming at the beginning of COVID. Like everybody, I mean, business was kind of, I mean, it's probably stopped to some degree at the very beginning. It did. Right? Yeah, that's
1: when I was pacing. And that's right. I say
0: that's a scary, that's a scary it time. Is. So then all of a sudden the demand picks up. Like you said, everybody wants to be here. So now where are we now? Now it's like a very interesting period of time yeah. down here.
1: So everybody, and this is just my my take on the the time during the pandemic, but I think people were locked up for so long. hmm not able to go anywhere when they opened up the floodgates. Sure. Everybody came running out. I'm going to buy and get down (laughs) to Florida. I'm going to work remotely. Uh, And then now it's different because now the inventory has built up a little bit. Uh, If a home went from, um, let's just say a home went from 2 million to 3, 2. Some have gone a lot higher than, I'm I'm just being conservative. (laughs) But they went up that high very quickly, right? A lot of people didn't really want to sell during the pandemic or after the floodgates were open because they said we had nowhere to go. Yeah, sure. And now, what's happening with the market is um, now they have somewhere to go. Prices have come down a little bit, so people didn't have anywhere to go, but they couldn't really sell or buy. They, they, there was nothing available. Sure. So now there's inventory. I think as a buyer coming into this market or a seller, it's easy to sell and buy. It's much easier. Because during the, the pandemic, you could sell your house, but then you might be homeless. Well,
0: like you front. said, where do you go? Yeah. I mean, that was the problem. Yeah. You know people always I, I hear you know clients obviously say that where you know home prices are so expensive, but it's all relative, right because they're going to get more for their house now,
1: yeah, right yeah. so it's am I right in saying that? Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, so right now, a lot of um, rental pro, there's a lot of rentals on the market right now. a lot of people have yeah. put them up, and a lot of people put them up really, really high. Because they knew that people after Ian needed properties. I was just gonna say
0: that after the hurricane, sure.
1: So um, I tried to be really fair, Steph and I got a lot of calls from people after after Ian, and they said I wanted to rent out my property. And I would see rentals out there for fifteen grand for like three thousand feet. I thought uh, so, 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 so
0: let's let's just clarify that for anyone who doesn't know the area. Three thousand square feet, fifteen thousand a month, yeah, correct rental. Yeah. I mean, really, when it you let that be five. sink in, it should be five, yeah. right, but 15. Yeah. And they're getting,
1: or sort they of, were, sort, sort of. of yeah. okay. But they were trying to, but a lot of people weren't going that. I mean, that's like, sure. You know, maybe if it was at eight, they might've paid six or seven, but I would see that happening. And I thought, you know, these people that their homes got, got damaged, mm-hmm. let's get them in. They had nowhere to go. Yeah. Right. Right. So I, I literally after after and I started work, you know, that's a whole that, that's that's, that's <laughs> another hour. That's podcast well, that's that's
0: yeah, we'll do that. But so let's say on rental for a second, because that's an area I don't know a lot about, but I hear people mention things. So I want to clear some myths here. Sure. So is the, the the rental market down here I and mean, where is it now? Is it still pretty expensive? Because people mention you I'm from New York. Right. So you hear Manhattan. It's so expensive. but we know it is or L.A. or Chicago, sure. whatever it may be. But our rental prices are starting to sound a little bit like those places. Am I, is, is that
1: correct? Yeah, they're getting there. I mean, even like in Manhattan, if you wanted to be in the city, yeah, uh, one bedroom might cost three grand. So, six, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be you know it'd be expensive sure. per foot on a rental. Well, right, right. We're not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. There, but there is some options for people now. I think if they're, if they're not ready to buy and they sold their house yet, they can look online. There's a lot of places available. You have seasonal, annual, and you you have off season. So we just welcome, like on my listings, don't do a ton of rentals, but I Mm -hmm. have some, and we just do all three. And anybody that comes in the door, if they want a six month rental, fine, we'll rent until the end of the year. Mm -hmm. My sellers would ask me, well, why would somebody want a six month rental? Maybe they're renovating their home. It's a good point. Maybe they're coming, working remotely and don't know if they want to really live here yet or not. Uh, Maybe they're waiting for the interest rates to drop. Maybe they're trying to accumulate some more savings to put down a higher amount, to to pay down the rate, to buy down the rate maybe. So we do them all the time, six months. And then if I do a rental and it's done at the end of the year, then I can clean slate. I can start January 1 with a seasonal for four months. And that's where you're, get, you're getting, you know, 8000 a month, 10000 a month, whatever they are, you rent that out. So there's a there's a really good system. Interesting. And when we're, when we're working with buyers, a lot of them want to rent out their homes if they're not here. And we could just, I can, I can tell them, here's what it will rent for. And I'll, and I'll help you do that, which I got to put my money, where my <laughs> is, right? Sure. If I sell them something and I give them an, an accurate, an, an accurate number, um, and they give the listing to me, I'm, it's not going to be a fun conversation. So yeah. we, we take them.
0: Yeah, that's, um, so, so let's, let's look at where we are right now. So right now inventory is built up a little bit. Is that yes, fair? Correct. Okay. Yes. Um, but homes are still selling. Yeah. Right. So just maybe not at the same rate, but still pretty high. Is that, is that That's fair correct. as well? Yeah.
1: And now we're, uh, our buyers are looking at days on the market. It's kind of funny now because
0: they're looking at that yeah, now for negotiation.
1: Yeah. 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 And it used to take us 125 days, maybe to sell a home pre pandemic, normal market, 125 days. Okay. It'd take me about three or four days. But, right. you know, well, I don't, don't want to, yeah. you know, separate, <laughs> 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 but, uh, you know, the days in the market are building up, but it's funny because when you meet with people now and they say it's been in the market for 48 days now, that's, like, <laughs> that's a long yeah, that's time, like, yeah, 48 like, days. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because that's, that's like seconds sure. really in the sure. long scheme of things. So if a home is on the market for, a, you know, there's a, there's a, for, a little formula that I use. We'll, we'll talk later. About <laughs> okay. It. But if, if a home gets to a certain point, it's going to need something, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, paint work, uh, grout cleaned, um, landscaping work done, staging, you know, there's something mm-hmm. if it's maybe the price. So it gets to a certain price point. I mean, a certain time frame. It's time to do something. You know, an adjustment needs yeah. to be made. Yeah. I don't usually let them get to 100 days if the, my sellers are willing to just sort of work together with me and and let me spend, if we, even if we got to spend five grand to get 50, mm-hmm. that's a good trade. Sure it is. If yeah. I gave you if I said, Stefan, I'm going to give you uh, 50 grand, just give me back five. Yeah. I mean, what a deal that would be for you, right? <laughs> not a bad deal. So in real estate, that's sort of the same thing. Sometimes we have to put a little bit in to, to get the big return. And uh, Yeah, makes yeah. sense. But days in the market are adding up a little bit. Homes are, there's more properties. And in some communities, not all, some communities are still pretty low. Maybe it's a smaller development. Mm-hmm. Um, there's multiple reasons. That's podcast part three. Okay. <laughs> We're
0: gonna build them up over yeah, here. Yeah.
1: yeah. But but in some communities there's there's inventory and people are like, oh my God, he's at six sixty-nine. I need to be at six fifty nine. Right, right. And then they go, Well, we paid four fifty for this. He's at six fifty nine. I'm gonna go to six thirty-nine. Sure. And they're kind of doing the, you know. So it's you know, and then the top of the market's sort of coming down too. So and people are buying those, obviously, but if mm-hmm. they just get to a certain point where they've already tried and it's not working, the prices will eventually adjust a little bit. I'm not seeing anything crazy. Like there's no um, crazy market coming, but I do think that there's an adjustment
0: Yeah, and that's yeah. already
1: adjusted. It just people don't know that.
0: Which is normal, yeah. right? Markets are supposed to work that way, but I don't think, I mean, we have not seen a huge drop-off at all No, when it comes to price. I no. mean, most people live down here pretty happy with the value of their homes at yeah. this point. So even if they went down 10% or whatever it ends up being, Still not that bad.
1: Well, during after the pandemic, if they went up thirty percent, yeah, and they dropped ten,
0: yeah, not, not not. I
1: mean, that's that's kind of about where it was. Sure. About where it's at. I mean, that's not a bad return, right? Not at all. Yeah. So,
0: what about new constructions? Are you seeing a lot? Of, I mean, we, everywhere. Look, I mean, they're still building. They are. I mean, are they are they moving? Are they selling those they're homes? They're selling
1: them. Yeah, they are. Um, they're taking roughly you know seven months to a year, year, and okay. it depends if it's a custom home, it might take a year and a half. If it's a, a production home or a development, GR, Lenar, Pulte, or GL, Lenar, <laughs> Pulte, whoever it is, you know, they might take six to eight months, but, uh, they're selling them for sure, but they're not getting the flush of, of people like the re- revolving door. Sure. They're not getting that revolving door. They're having to work with the buyers a little bit more for a while there after the pandemic, it was a little crazy because a lot of the developers, they had so many people coming in the door. It was almost like a lottery in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna open this up for for a bidding war. And they would. And I've never seen that before. Amazing, isn't it? No bidding wars right now though. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. If you want one, you can get one.
0: Interesting. So also one of the things that we spoke about this before, before we went live was that the um that we're still getting a lot of new not only new constructions, but we're getting new developments like uh, like a Mercado, right? We're having, they're building one right over here yes. by, by Coconut Point. Yes. That, I mean, that, that has to help the, the, the property values as well, right? Because oh, we're yeah. getting, and these are not just regular little malls, right? These are just absolutely beautiful, stunning places with lots of places yeah. to to dine and shop. Indoor, and, outdoor. Yeah, you which is great. Listen
1: to some music, sit outside. Yeah, that's, that definitely helps the area. And so back earlier on, like when I started real estate, it was really downtown naples and downtown fort myers mm-hmm. one way yeah. or the other you know and there was kind of nothing in between so when people would come down here they would say god it takes forever to get somewhere but now you have coconut point in the middle of astero sure they're actually putting some more you know infrastructure into uh into astero going to make it even better almost like a mercado you have gulf coast town center so if you live out by maybe Miramar lakes esplanade lake club wild blue you're right where, there you're right there um, you have obviously Bell Tower, um, mm-hmm. University Village, up, which is smaller, right. but yeah. but
0: also another great yeah. great addition.
1: Mercado, you yeah. have the outlets.
0: I mean, <laughs> this, that's been there first, I guess, right? What about this um, place
1: right here where we're at? Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. The, you know the, there's a lot going on for sure. There is,
0: there is, and then of
1: course Fifth Avenue. But everybody's not going down to one; they're kind of moving around. Yeah, where do we want to go eat tonight? Me and my wife have the conversation. Well, let's go here actually our goal is to find the, the hole in the walls with great food. That's, that's the key.
0: Have you been successful with that? Is, uh, is there a uh, lot of yeah, good choices yeah. around here. Yeah. 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 I have been. No, it's a, uh, it's a great place as far as that. And like you said, it keeps building up. And the best part is wherever you live, there's infrastructure around yeah. where you live now. So you don't have to go, like you said, 30 minutes North or South to that's go right. somewhere, which is, which is great. Yeah. So you, as we kind of wrap up here a little bit, let me, let me ask you a couple things about your career. So I guess we mentioned what you learned from your parents, what would you say was the most difficult part of working within a family? So anyone listening who is going to join a family business or work with their family, what's probably the toughest part about that?
1: Well, you had different personalities, different motivation. Uh, some, you know, some people want to work harder, want to work smarter, or lesser. Everybody's just different in yeah. any family, right? Um, a lot of people have come up to me and said, how do you work in the same office as your family? Is that hard? I'm like, not really. It's actually pretty simple. We all do get along very well. Well, you have a great
0: family. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah.
1: But I would say, um, you know, all follow the same rules that you, you started with. You know, when your first initial meeting with your family to talk about how you're going to do it, don't change it. Sure. Just keep it. Just keep your word. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, if, if people go into development where my father or mother or brother specialize in, That goes right to them.
0: So, okay. Which is great. Nothing
1: to do. Yeah. That's, that's my brother. That's my dad. That's my mom. So, you know, and same thing with them, but we do have a respect for one another and we just keep our word. That's it.
0: Yeah. That's true.
1: You know, you know, when you're crossing the line on something, stuff, of course, you know, when you're going into an area where you really shouldn't be, don't go there.
0: Yeah. You won't get
1: yourself in trouble. (laughs) So, but it's great working, working as a family. I, we don't you would think that we'd hang out in the office and I'd see each, we'd see each <laughs> other every day. Not quite the thing, but I do meet, you know, we do meet out for an occasional, uh, you know, power, brec- you know, breakfast sure. or at our favorite spot. You know, uh, starting, I, you know, I, I coffee see in the morning see, all right? the time. Yeah.
0: yeah. Always, always at Starbucks. So right. uh, so a lot of people listening as well want to get into real estate now, obviously, like any business, it's changed quite a bit over the years. You probably had more solo practitioners, I'm assuming. Um, in the past, now you have people joining existing teams. Sure, what what are you seeing as far as the trends in real estate and joining teams, and what advice do you have for people looking to get into real estate?
1: So, real estate is obviously a great career. I think it's become more of a, I'll just get my real estate license because I think I can do it and it looks pretty easy. It's it's hard. Yeah, it's very hard. It's like anything. You know, people get their license, and a lot of the agents I talked to that are, have recently got their license said, "What do I do now?" Sure. Because you know you, you you go through all this work to get it and then you go, How how do I start?
0: <laughs> that was the easy part that was getting the easy right. Part, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, you gotta work and, and if you ain't working, you're not gonna make any money at all. It's the mm-hmm. wrong career for you. Um, if you're not doing open houses, meeting people, business cards in your pocket at all time, networking. I mean, I look back at what I've done and it's it's I I, you know, I know I could I know that I could do it over again because of the, re- the rewards it has. Sure. I mean, not only from the sales, I'm not talking about sales exactly, but just the rewards. Having a family, I got three kids. Yeah, and I'm a dad. I got I built myself a team of of women that people love. And I always joke around and say, "You're gonna love them more than me." I'm <laughs> not available today because I'm at a baseball game. But um, Julie, Stacy, you know, they're gonna be with you today. They're gonna show you a property. And at the end, they always joke around and go, "You know, right? You're right, Joe. We do like them more than you." <laughs>
0: This is kind of funny. <laughs> you knew that was coming. So I developed yeah. a good,
1: good, a good team for sure, but it's just not an easy career. Um, I always tell people in the office or agents or whoever it is, you know, you gotta get it. You gotta do open houses. have to get involved in, in meeting people, um, different, uh, types of events, whether it's a real producers, I'm just using that for an example. Yeah. Um, I, I used to go to charity events all the time, meeting people, um, you know giving different you know motivational you know going to motivational meetings meeting meeting different people um calling people that were better than me sure at the time, that sold more than me asking them what to face you know meeting the professionals asking them hey like in your business right you've been doing this a long time hey Stefan, i'm looking to mm-hmm. to get into your field what um what do you think i should where do, where should i start mm-hmm. you know it's rare people come to to us and ask us questions about how to get started but you're going to have to work. And when that phone rings, you're going to have to pick up whether you're golfing. There's no more golf. Yeah. Like if you're going to become a real estate agent, you better have that phone on. Sure. Or four hours later, if, if you're out golfing as a new realtor and your phone's off and you pick it up in four hours, whoever called you called me to go I was buy gonna a say home. they
0: reached out to somebody yeah. else at that point yeah.
1: you're right so you got to just work it and that's that's the biggest thing it's it's not an easy career sure you could you know somebody could maybe sell you know three homes a year maybe meeting somebody in Publix, mm-hmm. name badge on Hey, sure. you're, <laughs> oh, you're real. Kind of, and you might be able to make that but if you want to make it a career you got to work it and if you're not and you got to put money back into it too i mean i have a pretty good marketing budget yeah, I, could, I see your billboards yeah.
0: everywhere, so of course, yeah.
1: Uh, every time something comes up, cool. I try it. If it doesn't work, I, I throw it out. If it works, I add more. Smart. Um, you got to put money back into yourself. Believe in yourself and uh, get up early. Okay. Early bird gets the early worm. Early
0: bird does get the worm. Do you think? Um, do you think a lot of these reality shows, like the Million Dollar Listings? Do you think? Do you think they helped the business or hurt the business? And I say that, and, and, and just I'll give you my perspective, and I want to hear yours, of sure. course, but um, to some degree, it, it it probably hurt because you watch a one-hour show, and you see one real estate agent sell two homes, and you yeah. don't realize what went behind all of that, sure. right? Um, but it probably helped as well because it has shown that this has become a real career, right? Yeah. Very different than what it was 30, 40 years sure. ago. So what's, what's your perception? I, I
1: agree with you as well. It's It's good and it's bad. There's... Yeah. Uh, There are some things though that, uh, that are kind of a little funny, like, uh, (laughs) they have a broker, like a broker open event. So broker open events were always a kind of a cool thing, right? For a seller. Yeah. See, I'm going to invite all the brokers to, you know, to come see your house. Right. And I mean, Stefan, believe me when I tell you, I don't care what anybody says that's listening to this podcast today to get 20, 30 people there would be really hard to sure. do along with a DJ and, you know, and, and bidding wars and, uh, you know, it's just hard to, to get. So some of the things I would see where, where they'd have a broker open and have 500 people, Well, they have the Bravo cameras DJ, behind them and everybody wants to be yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then there's people bidding on the house. During, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's obviously kind of far fetched, of course. Sure. There's some funny stories in there that we can all relate to. Um, it's funny. I, I like it. And then some of the guys like, you know, Sirhan.
0: Yeah. Who's I mean, been on the podcast, yeah. by the way, my friend yeah, Ryan's yeah. been on here? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. I, I I love what he does and and he's taken it to a whole different level now to where he's he's making it his it's his own brand. I
0: was gonna say you, you started off there. today mentioning brand when we spoke about you know your family and yeah. you and your your own brand, and you're that's exactly right. That's what he's done. Yeah. He could learn a lot from that, you know, people listening to, no that that they can they can watch and see what people like you are doing, what people Ryan are doing, and how they're branding themselves. Yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, I respect what he's done. I mean, you forget the show, <laughs> you know. You sure? The show was kind of where he started, and you kind of forget that he was even on there. Absolutely, it's his own brand now. So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great.
0: Well, Joe, listen, thanks for doing this. Uh, this is again, we, you and I have spoken so many times over the years, but to actually have you in the studio on and tell your story, uh, I really appreciate that. Thanks, You're, Stefan. You and your family, well known. I hope this was a way for people to get to know you and your family better behind the scenes of the sure. real estate market. So. Thank you for doing this, and I wish you all the continued success. Thank
1: you so much. Same to you. you.
0: Thank you.